Blog Talk Radio. The Recruiting Animal The one that you suggested, I'd never even heard it. No? Okay. <laughs> How about well, Indian who wants me? <laughs> oh, but I can't go back now. Okay, I love that. Great. Indian who wants me. Another one I you have know? never heard. Okay. Hey, okay. Can, can anyway, you tell me like... about, this new, about this new format, starting off with me yelling. It, it, it's a little early. It puts me on the spot. Okay, uh, uh, I'll move on, on to thank the, Okay, just back off for a second, okay? I want to thank my sponsors before we get going. Hey, everybody, by the way, it's August. I'm Recruiting Animal. That's Jerry. It's August 28, 2019. I want to thank my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of Recruiting Software, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. I guess hone is short for phone. I never got that before. And IT is interview technology. Okay. Hone it is phone interview technology. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, the guest today is Michael Vroman. V-R-O-M-A-N. Before I even let him talk, I just want to point out how absolutely ridiculous his Twitter name is. Uh, I, I looked at it ten times this morning, and I, I can't remember it if I don't look at it. Okay, it's M V R O H M H. Okay. Uh, hey everybody, here's my Twitter name. Try or you'll look me up tomorrow. If you were at a party and said that, not one person would remember that name. Okay. M V R O H. Not one person at a party would ask you what your Twitter name is. Dude, yeah, nobody uses say, it. I don't unless, think that's going to happen. Unless you want to see what Trump's saying, but you can always get that on CNN anyway. Oh, he, Trump was great today. I got to tell you, he makes me laugh sometimes, his tweets. Dude, he, know, he knows how to tweet. Yeah, he, he said, he said, I'm but the best thing that ever happened to Puerto Rico. <laughs> that's what he said. Okay, you don't, you don't see his tweets, but I do. Okay, anyway, this is what the guest today says, Michael Vroman. I have experience using job boards, congratulations, okay, and building Ooh. advanced <laughs> – it building advanced advanced X-ray Boolean searches on Bing and Google oh. to provide mm. low-cost, repeatable sourcing solutions for my employers. That sounds interesting. Maybe he's going to tell us how to do that. I also What's leverage. Cost? Yeah, he uses the word leverage. He doesn't say I use. I also leverage several several Chrome mm-hmm. extensions such as Data Miner, Web Scraper. Instant and instant data scraper. I don't know if he uses all of them, okay? Because I took some off the list a minute ago. Not finished yet. I've also used Recruitix, Salesforce, Marquito, Avature, Talio ATS, Success Factors ATS, and Constant Contact. And he said he's a super user. So if anyone has questions about those things, call in. Michael Roman, anything I missed? Is there anything I missed? Was no, that a good intro? No. Uh, pretty okay, pretty much sums it up from my LinkedIn. 
Yeah, you're a corporate sorcerer. Well, I liked what you said about LinkedIn, but but we'll get to that, okay? What about this big issue? Are women too modest to apply for a job unless they have 100% of the stated requirements? I think that's baloney. They, they, it's just an attempt to put down men. They say men apply for 60% uh, for jobs if they have 60% of the skills listed and the requirements, but women won't apply unless they have 100. That's such baloney. What do you think, Mike? I think you're on point with that. It's definitely not something I experience. I see a lot of uh, to, to preface this, I work in the education industry, so a lot of the candidates that I work with have teaching or um, education administrative background, and that is a field that is typically dominated mostly by females, coming up more male now, um, but a lot of the candidates that I deal with don't meet the requirements, and a lot of them are female, and I would have to say that, that article is just full of crap. Yeah, you know what? HP, that's what comes from HP did this survey and now everybody quotes it as if it's a Bible, and it just, uh, you know, anyone with common sense knows it isn't true. You're giving us on-the-ground, real-world feedback. Thank you. Jerry, do you have a comment on that? No comment, sir. No comment. No comment. Okay. Well, are you busy eating lunch no, again just, or something like that? You know, no, you know I just don't take the bait on all this uh <laughs> Okay. You okay. Women this, yoga pants that, push-up bras. Okay. Uh, oh, then you, then, well, then well, you won't well, want to. What were we talking about yesterday? Last week it was a guy who was in the bathroom and peed all over himself <laughs> when you're older. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a good one. Oh, well, hold on, Mike. <laughs> have you ever gone to the washroom at a public event and peed on yourself by accident because you were reading your phone at the same time? You know, I can't say that I've had that problem. Okay. I bet you did, and you just don't want to admit it. But here's a question for you. Is it okay? I have an opinion about this one. Is it okay to wear a tracksuit to an interview? For a recruiter or the candidate. I've got a strong opinion. Go ahead. What's yours? Maybe for a phone interview. Uh, okay, that's not what I meant. Jerry, are you staying away from this? <laughs> Jerry, are you staying away from this? Would it wear a tracksuit? Yeah. What is a tracksuit? Yeah, no, who wears Nobody I mean, makes a tracksuit. Nobody makes them anymore. I mean, that's why. If you're going to interview for a, a you know position on a track team or for a cross country team, then yeah, hell yeah, wear it. You know, but if you're going for a professional environment, you need to dress professional no matter what. Yeah, you're I think a tracksuit looks nice, Kathy. I think you're behind the times, Kathy. You're wrong. I'm sure they still make tracksuits. <laughs> And I no, think a tracksuit looks animal, good. Animal. Yeah. Well, they don't no. in California. They don't wear them where I live. They don't sell tra- What is a tracksuit? You mean the the Adidas thing with the zip-up jacket yeah, and the, yeah. ma- the matching pants? Yeah. They don't yeah. sell that stuff, dude. Maybe maybe rappers have it custom-made now. Yeah, but they no, they don't sell tracksuits. Uh, I could go Can anywhere right please? now and nobody has one. Can I speak, mm-hmm. please? Okay, go ahead. Who's talking? Who who wants to talk? Is that Mike? It's Mike A. Stringer. I live in New Jersey. When the weather is appropriate, I wear track suits every day. So redneck Jerry is wrong. <laughs> Let me ask you how many how many how many gold chains you got there, Jesse? Yeah. Two and a That's diamond a pinky good. ring. Thank you. Yeah. That's a good follow up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's, I, I, here's I, a I can picture you. Okay. Uh, Mike, 
Michael Roman, here's a uh, here's a here's a uh, well, uh, Michael A. Stringer. Since uh, what do you think about wearing a tracksuit to an interview? Is it okay? I think it is. You think they're they're nice looking, I, you know? What do you think? I do not. I'm old school. I would wear a suit and tie to an interview every time. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about what about this, everybody? I've I've talked about this before. Now my question. I didn't know what to do, but my question is now answered. I get lots of LinkedIn requests to connect. Uh, I, I, over half of them are from people on the other side of the world. I don't, you know, recruit in India. I don't uh, recruit in uh, some remote parts of the world where people are sending me re- requests from. And I, I, I felt it was rude at first to. Uh, just turn them down. Now I, I I don't. If I even if I accept them, the first thing they say is uh, find me a job, and I have to explain why I can't find them a job. So I've come to the conclusion that in the future I'm just going to start turning down the ones that are from far away. But even the people locally, if you accept them and you're not working on a search that's related to their job, they you know they say I want you to find me a job, and and then you have to if you're polite explain why you can't do it right now. It's too time-consuming. I think I'd rather be tough. Michael Vroman, what do you think about that? Just, you know, don't accept these these, uh, requests? Yeah, we all know that LinkedIn limits the amount of connections you can have. You can have unlimited followers. Um, You know, I think it's a valuable resource that is wasted on relationships that are of no benefit. Um, you know, if it's not a candidate that you can place either now or in the future, or if it's not in a market that you are ever going to work in, then why waste the space? If they want to hear about you and, and see what you're posting, just send them a message and tell them to follow you. Uh-huh. What about if you're recruiting in a local area and there's people, you know, from that area, but not in your niche or anything, uh, sending you requests? Is that different? You know, it's it's tough to say. If I know somebody that might be able to help them, I'll typically redirect them. But otherwise, they're really not valuable to me at all. Okay. Anybody what else want to come in on that? What if she's really, yeah, what if she's really hot? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because my wife is actually probably listening to this right now. So my answer to that is going to be it doesn't matter because I look at it as a business Whoa. perspective. You know, gotcha. If it's somebody that's not valuable to me in any way, I'm just going to deny it. Uh, Here's Jerry. I, I was just trying to, I was just trying to help Animal keep it on on the track that he's been taking the last yeah, year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right. Animal, uh, admit it. Admit it. If a hottie sends you a LinkedIn connection request, you accept it. You don't care where she's from. You know what? I Come never on, even man. thought of that. Tell okay, sorry. I, no. I got to tell you something else. Most LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn, LinkedIn pictures. LinkedIn pictures, nobody looks very good in them, in my uh, my opinion, okay? Nobody looks good all, in them. All the women from TechSource do. Oh, okay. That's I'll get why I get up the top Sorry. of the picture. Okay. Kathy, Kathy, do you, do you want to come in on this about LinkedIn requests? Kathy, got an opinion? No, it's okay. I'm fine. Are you just listening there? I'm just listening. Anybody? I can't hear you. Anybody else want to talk about the LinkedIn request? Nobody? Well, I've given you the answer, and I agree with Mike. If they're no good for you immediately, forget about them. Forget about it. They're wasting your time. Unless they're topless. There we go. Jerry's buddy, Mike A. Stringer. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Now, uh, 
Now here's we're getting into uh, Michael Roman, the guest, is a sorcerer, and I, I labeled this part of the show. I'm a stalker, baby. I'm a stalker. You know that song by Bruce Springsteen? I'm a stalker, baby. I'm a stalker. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, here's what here's here's what Mike Roman, the the guest, said. I was talking to a fellow sorcerer and decided to do a little cyber stalking on a tool that I use frequent frequently. While we were talking, I kept exposing details about this person, and he was shocked and told me that I was able to find out more information about him than this SourceCon Grandmaster could using OSINT tools, powerful OSINT tools, okay? And uh, much to his surprise, I was only using one free website that took 10 seconds to pull his information down. And he didn't even know about that website. But Michael Roman is going to tell us what it was. Go ahead. So the website is www.usphonebook.com. It is not a 100% What is it? You're fuzzy. I can't hear you. Say it again. It is www.usphonebook.com. U-S-Phonebook. You know what? I got to tell you, people don't say W. They still buy tracksuits, but they don't say www anymore. That's like 10 years ago. Okay. Or 15. Well, you know so what? It's you US... know what else is 10 years ago, Michael? Is long-distance phone planes and fax machines. Okay. That's Jerry Stick. Okay. Don't blame me if the, if the guests call in and charge me 100 bucks for the call. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to help you, if that's even possible, to stop looking like an old guy in a bubble. Track suits, <laughs> long-distance charges. Seriously, man, you, I mean, you have no credibility. Uh, it's you not no my fault. And they came to every, me complaining in public. I had a bigger bill. Your <laughs> you hold on. They, they said it cost us $118 to call the animal show. Then the other guy who was on a few years ago said it cost him the, uh, the same amount of money calling from Chicago. Okay. But he didn't ask for that. I didn't pay him. Okay. Listen, uh, this U.S. phone book, we got to get back to that. USphonebook.com. What is it? Uh, it's basically a tool where you can either put in a phone number to look up somebody's information to see you know, what their name is, where they live at, um, or you can do a reverse search where you can put in somebody's name and try to find their contact information. Uh, it's not a 100% hit rate, but it works pretty well for me. Okay. Uh, area code 832, I had to mute you because you were causing all kinds of gurgling on the line. Okay, let me bring them back for a second, see if – yeah, that's – who's 832 today? Who's 832? Is that Mike A. Stringer? No, sir. It is? It well, is. I like that. It I'll try to keep me, you no. on, but it's – no? It okay. is not me, no. Okay, yeah. I'll cut you off this. It, it, it was irritating me, okay? I didn't like that. Okay, so are we finished? Is that the big secret? US I would never call into your show and have noise behind me, yeah. Animal. I have been okay. a part of this show for 20 years. I would never disrupt your show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that it? U.S. phone book. Sorry, everybody, uh, uh, for this technical stuff. Is that is that the end of that? You know, you you gave it such a big build up, and just go there, and it'll give you some info. It's not my fault that it's simple. Okay, well, what about that other one that you go to, family, family Ancestry or something, uh, dot com? 
Yeah, it's Family Tree Now, and it's similar setup where you can look up somebody's name and it'll spit back all sorts of information. Um, you know, you can use it like for what? Skip tracing, grandparents were? Family Tree Now. What's it going to give you? His his grandmother's name? Who needs that? Have you never sourced through family members? No. Well, maybe you should try it sometime. Well, no, well, wait, tell me when you source through a family member. Go ahead. Okay, so you called me on that one. I haven't done it yet, but I have the opportunity to, and I haven't taken it because we have a full suite of candidates for the hiring manager already. Um, but I have one candidate that is stellar, and I've got their their parents' information that I'll be reaching out to if these other candidates fall through. Yeah, okay. Okay, here he is now. Okay, here he is now. Uh, I don't Animal. I, I, Animal. Yeah. Yeah, I I have I have not yet slept with a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, but I know yeah. how to do it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Are you sure. Okay. Great, thank you. Okay, here's here's a, another big declaration from Michael Vroman, the guest. I don't have. It's more like a confession. I don't have a LinkedIn recruiter license. I what kind of LinkedIn uh, account do you have, Mike? Just a basic user account. I don't have any sort of license. Oh, you don't pay at all? You have a free account? No. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. And you say, I do the bulk of my sourcing through Bing, Google, DuckDuckGo, and Yahoo. Okay? Now, you, you seem to like Bing best. Why, why do you like Bing? Well, they changed the – and I'm going to say one of your bad words. They changed the interface. Um it used to spit back results with uh, basically in a very well-formatted uh, – <laughs> I know I'm saying a lot of your bad words now. Um, it, it was basically formatted so you could see their location, their skill set, um, you know, their job title, all underneath their – basically like their bio. Okay, you're not and giving enough information. You, you did a search – no, you searched LinkedIn through Bing. That's what you did, and it gave you enough information from the top of the profile that you didn't have to even go into LinkedIn, right? Correct. Okay. And now they've changed it, and you're not happy with it anymore? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, shortly after that article was published, they changed it, and it no longer does that anymore. Okay. So which is your favorite search engine now? Uh, it's still Bing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've tried DuckDuckGo. I don't see anything special about it. In fact, I think it re- returns less than. Go ahead. Do you like DuckDuckGo? It really depends on what you're using it for. You know, it's not one that I use very often. But if I'm doing some more technical sourcing outside of LinkedIn, it's a good resource to use because it does have some things that Google won't give you. Like, like what? Just file stuff that it indexes. Okay, well that's kind of vague, isn't it? Okay, okay. So the next thing is everybody is are people falling asleep? I mean, I got a feeling I've gone off track with this with this stuff. Okay, I haven't what called about your this? show in three months, and all of a sudden I'm sleeping. Okay, look here. Here's what. Here's something a bit more controversial. Okay, less technical. Uh, there was an article by Dr. Don Graham on uh, Forbes. It was Confessions of an Ex-Corporate Recruiter. 
she just says a lot of things. She says, like most corporate recruiters, I was assigned more job requisitions to fill than was humanly possible, and I wasn't well-versed in what to look for in potential candidates other than keywords. Would you say that's true, Michael Vroman, of corporate recruiters? It, it really depends on the organization. I'm lucky enough to be in one where we have our team split up to focus on specific business units, so we work repeated skill sets. Um, you know, for instance, mine is typically education, K through 12 teachers. Um, you know, a colleague focused only on engineering, so software engineers and architects. Um, in other organizations, they don't have the staff on hand to really segment out their recruiting like that. So that could easily be the case for them. Uh-huh. And what about the uh, your hiring managers? Do they? I guess you can't. You, don't talk about this company. Talk about your old companies, places you've worked in the past. Do they give you the kind of information that you're going to need to search on more than keywords to understand the position you're looking for and sound intelligent once you approach somebody? Typically, yes, to an extent. Uh, it really depends on the hiring manager. I've had some that you know are very vague, like, "Hey, we're just looking for, you know, a sales specialist," or someone that will say, "This this person will work in our logistics department. They will do, you know, all these different things." Uh, this is what a typical day looks like. So I've had the, you know, the whole range of, you know, hiring manager experiences. Uh huh. Well, if you've got one of those one uh, hiring managers who don't give you a ton of information and you don't know anything about that position, what do you say to her? Tell me more. Tell me these are the things that I need to know. I need to know, you know, what skill sets are successful in the position. What skill sets do you want to see on your team? You know, what experience do you need to have to be successful in this position? What type uh -huh. of education, et cetera? I mean, the, the full, you know, strategy call with the hiring manager, essentially. Okay. Well, Amy Miller said that she sends people stuff, like, or she had sent, you know, my hiring manager or the engineering manager of this team and I were looking at your profile, and uh, we're both really excited about it. And, you know, he or she would be willing to, you know, hop on a, a call with you if you want to chat about this. Have you ever asked your, the hiring manager to be uh, available for the first contact? No. Why not? I've never had the reason to. I know well, it's don't kind of a big answer. Uh, you know, getting outside of what I do now, you know, my previous role was focused more on high-volume hourly recruiting so, uh -huh. you know, I'm working with hiring managers that are essentially supervisors that don't have time to do that. Okay. Hey, why didn't you tell your wife to call in? Maybe she could give the, you know, the answers that you're not giving me, okay? Okay, here's, <laughs> maybe here's she's another a little more working. exciting to talk to. Okay, yeah, maybe. Okay, so here's here's another one, okay, uh from the her confession. Uh, I call it bait and switch. She says, I was encouraged to inflate the attractiveness of a posting to entice quality candidates, but then I was rewarded for making compensation offers below market value. Is that common? Because she's trying to say it was. I mean, again, that's debatable. It depends on what company and what market you're in. Have you no, ever for, seen it? Have you ever, ever seen, seen it? it? No. Don't I've try to dodge it. every question, okay? Oh, maybe. Oh, no, <laughs> some places, maybe. Okay, I want to know if you've ever seen that. Recruiting animal, I've never seen that, even from the stupidest hiring manager I've worked for. 
Okay. Then I'd say, you've worked for stupid hiring managers. Why were they stupid? Okay. But uh, answer this question first. <laughs> Do they ever tell you to juice it up a bit, to hype it up, to make it uh, uh, exciting when it really isn't? No. No? Okay. And, uh, okay. Uh, okay. And, and the kind of offers that you've had to offer, not in your current position, in the past, are they always fair or are some companies lowballers? Some companies are definitely lowballers. Uh, you know, when I worked at my last company, they typically paid at least two dollars an hour under what the competitors were paying in that area. How'd you how'd you manage to get people? Weren't they giving you an impossible task if if if, if you were cheap? Well, the way that we would go about it is we would do volume over quality essentially. We would do quantity over quality where for one open position, we might reach out to a hundred candidates to garner that interest and go through it that way, you know, because out of a hundred people, you're probably going to find one that'll work for $9 an hour, you know, because maybe they've worked everywhere else and they've gotten fired or, you know, not there anymore. Uh, and you'd, you'd recruit that kind of person, <laughs> the person who got fired from all your competitors. That's what you're going to present. I guess that's Top what they deserve. I mean, love it. The the bulk of the work is temporary seasonal, so it doesn't really matter if they're there for six months. Uh-huh. Okay. Anybody, I've got more of these. Anybody else want to ask him a question? You know, I, he's got, I got, there's a smart guy, but I'm not turning him on. I can tell. He's just he's just not becoming a live wire in my hands. Anybody else? Jerry is always complaining. Do you have something to say, something to contribute beside a, a complaint? He's probably gone already. Okay. Okay. Do men Nobody's typically become live wires in your hands, animal? Uh, it depends, Mike. I know what I would say if I was you, but uh, some people, you know, they, they like it on the show. Mike Roman likes every posting I put up on my group. He likes me. I know it. He's happy to be here, but he's got a style that I'm going to have to go through every one of his answers and take out this delay. He puts on a delay switch before he says something, okay? And it gives me the impression that it's but, called thinking. Push, push the guy for an answer, right? Every answer is, well, maybe, sort of, I think so. Yeah, that's what I said. I did. You can't push any harder than I pushed, okay? There's no time for thinking on this show, Mike. You think before you come on the show and you just spill it out, okay? That's the way it works. Okay, next, <laughs> next, next I confession. Best animal. Will you do yeah. an ad? This is so boring. Can you do an ad? <laughs> Please. No. Not yet. I'll do one in a minute. Okay, okay. Kathy, if, if it's boring, no, you've been on the show long enough to ask questions yourself. Ask him a question. He's not a boring guy. I don't okay. have any questions. Okay. 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 Where, where is okay. this guy located? I'm curious. Go ahead. Answer the question. Mike, Roman. Cincinnati, Ohio. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> Maureen's from Cincinnati. Maureen's in Cincinnati. You should you should uh, take her for a coffee sometime. Okay, I am going to do an ad. Thanks for reminding me, Kathy. Not because I don't. I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 riding pretty hard here. Uh, and it's, it's just it's all in fun. Tell your wife that. Tell your wife not to come after me later on. Hey everybody, recruiting animal here for Hire Tool. H I R E. T-U-A-L. You know, I saw superstar recruiter Amy Miller. I'm using her name without her permission. Come and get me, Amy. Get that lawyer. I saw she published this on Facebook. It's public. She says that 
that Hire Tool is her favorite sourcing tool. Uh, she says, "What's my favorite sourcing tool? Tool? <laughs> a hire tool, hands down." I recruit engineering managers and big tech. I've done side-by-side comparisons between HireTool uh, and other sourcing tools, and, man, there is no contest. HireTool provided relevant results with full contact info. The other tools, you know, so-so. They missed the mark. I'm happy to discuss this with anybody, okay? But for me, there's no question. Hire, hire tool. Have you ever used HireTool, Mike? Uh, yes, actually, I have. Uh-huh. Okay. Any comments? I mean, it's a great tool. I've used it to build Boolean searches in the past to, uh, you know, look at some of the sources that they can pull through and, you know, basically it's an all-around tool. Okay. Good. Okay. Now, now you think we're giving you a really hard time. Tool? Well, maybe, sort of, kind of. <laughs> I mean, there's there's ambiguity in everything that we do in recruiting. You can't you can't get around that. There's not there's never black and white. It's never you know a, a line that you have to cross. It's always going to be ambiguous. Yes, I've okay, used, well, I. Okay, well hold on yes, a second. Wait, wait a second. I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Michael, I'm a guy Michael. from New Jersey. Everything I do is black and white and in your face. There you and, go. And Adamo, okay. you've known me long enough to know that's true. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's true. Uh, here, you're not the only one, though. I was reading Jerry's group, uh, and uh, this is what one of the women there posted. Uh, voicemail is the kiss of death. It just annoys people. I was shocked to see it, but I know some people think like that. What do you think, uh, Michael Vroman? Would you be as, as firm as her? I've got voicemails that have been sitting in my inbox for the last few weeks. I check it maybe once a month at best. If you want to reach me, you need to text me. How am I going to get your 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 uh, text information? Well, if you're calling me to leave a voicemail, you should have my phone number. Oh, okay. It's the same one. It's the same one. I only have I one have phone. Like, oh, I thought maybe you have a landline at work in the office, and then a mobile of your own. But you you work at home. Where do you work in an office or, or at your own home office? No, I work at home. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Hey. I didn't know. Okay. So so if someone wants to get you, they have to text you. And I saw you. Didn't you say that you text people? Are you one of the people who, that you like texting people? What's your first method of contact? I'll always try email first. That usually gets a good response. And if I don't get them on email, I'll try to call them or text them. Uh-huh. You know, if I call okay. and get a voicemail, I won't leave a message, and I'll text them after. Okay. When you say I usually get a good response, what's that? Ninety percent of the time, you get a response to your emails. To me, I'd say good is about fifty percent. Oh, oh, okay. Now, now that's better than some people. What's your secret? Since you think it's good, is everybody getting the same as good response as you, or are you getting a better response than other people? Again, with the ambiguous answer, so it really depends on what you're searching for. So for me, I cut out all the recruiter bullcrap. I don't do any salesy like, hey, look at this cool job. I just say, hey, here's this opportunity. Let's talk about it. You know, Let's talk about what you're doing now. Let's talk about what you want to do and see if this works for you. What's that, like three lines? Three, three lines? Is Pretty that much, it? yeah. And yeah. how do you introduce yourself? How do you tell them who you are? Hi, I'm a recruiter. What do you say? No, I just say, hey, my name's Mike. This is what I do, and let's talk. This is what I do. What is it you do? I mean, how do they know what that means? 
Okay, so that's not the literal message that I would say, but I would say something like, hi, my name is Michael. You know, you know this is my job title. Um, you know, I have this opportunity, but I don't want to go through all the sales crap with you, so let's just talk about it and see what you want to do. I think Greg, actually and what's said, up? hi, I'm Michael. I might be a recruiter. I'm not really sure. Maybe <laughs> I'm a recruiter. And, I might and Mike, what's the possible subject line? What, what do you put in the subject line? Because those are, you think they're, they're pretty important, aren't they? Yeah, it, and again, it varies. And I know you're going to get, uh-huh. you know, don't wait for that one, but it varies. You know, it's for, a one-word subject line, the word maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What goes in the subject that. line? What, what are your subject lines? What's in the subject line? I, I didn't get it. Did, I, did you say? Words. Oh, what words? Please, come on. Don't your wife's on the line. Don't embarrass her, okay? What what what, what words? Okay, so it really depends on the market and who I'm working with. So if I'm looking at maybe yeah. finance in Boston, uh, which is a really tough market, I might do something like their first name, last name, you know, at you know, whatever company, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, the uh, extension or whatever for email. Uh-huh. You know, to put a question mark at, at the end of it. You know, so it would be first name, last name at so-and-so.com, question mark. Or, you know, maybe I'll even put in just the company name and say, hey, you know, let's, or not hey, but company name and let's chat. Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh-huh. You know, and and for the 50%, the 50% who don't answer, do you go after them uh, more? How many emails will you send them? It depends on how much time I have. If it's someone that I'm really, really <laughs> after, then I'll reach out to them. I'll, I'll try to get their phone number. I'll try to call them. I'll try to text them. Um, you know, I'll, how, I'll many times, how many times, how many emails will you pester them with? That's what I want to know. Five, ten? Uh, some people say I call people. There's no limit. Uh, uh, Rich Rosen, he says, if I want to get in touch with somebody, there's no limit. Email, phone, phone calls, voicemail. Every time I'm gonna do it till I hear from them. You're not that kind of guy. It sounds like to me. For the right candidates, I definitely will do that. But the majority of my candidates, you know, the roles that I fill have very short timelines. I mean, I'm looking at two to three weeks at the most before I need to present candidates to the hiring manager, and they start uh-huh. through their interview process. And after that, uh-huh. they're not submitting any more candidates unless they knock all of them out. So at that uh-huh. point, you know, I'll send somebody an email once. If they don't respond back and I like them, I might send them another email. More than likely, I'll try to find their contact information you know, as far as a phone number and reach out to them that way. But you don't leave a voicemail. You don't leave a voicemail. Is that right? Not unless a candidate that is applied to Okay. Michael Black and White, the other Mike, Mike Astringer. Are you still with us? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. What do you suggest to put What do you put in your uh, subject line? Are you going to say it depends? Because that's a reasonable answer in this case. You, or is it always the same format for you? It's always the same format for me. It's always software engineer at XYZ company. I always put that as a subject line. Okay, are you sending to a corporate address, I didn't ask before, or a personal? Because if it's corporate, that could be uh, kind of dubious, don't you think? I really honestly try not to do that, and I will pick up the phone and call someone. Even though my first reach out to someone is always an email, I will pick up the phone and call someone if all I can get is their business address. I don't want to um, – I, I don't want to email somebody at work if I can avoid it, so I will call them and say – 
hey, Michael, I, I didn't want to email you at work. Here's the role I have. If you're interested, let's connect when you're outside the office. Okay, thank you. I'm going to do another ad, everybody, for PC Recruiter. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. Today I'm going to tell you about Nick Mazur, M-A-Z-U-R. I have to say Z instead of Z for you Americans. We use, this, is what he, this is what Nick says. We use PC Recruiter, and you know what? We love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. Other products do one or two things better, but overall, I think PC Recruiter has the most futures of uh, features. Features, features. I, I, they got the most features, okay? We do multiple industries and four different types of searches, and man, this is so versatile, it helps me with every one. Okay, Michael Vroman, do you think that was a, an okay ad? Did I put enough enthusiasm into it? Yeah, it was okay. Well, what was wrong with it? That was, or was it, you know, so so? Come on. Well, there's just there's just a lot of futures with it. Didn't really understand that part. Well, you want to hear? You want to? Should I be more specific with the features? Is that what you want? Let's hear about it. I've never used it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Michael, the guy Maybe, that you can't know give you an I, answer is wanting you to be more specific. Yeah, there you go. But what I wanted you to say was, yeah, I, I liked your passion, and then I was going to turn the tables on you and say, now I want you to answer me the same way, okay? <laughs> Michael, <laughs> when you have the title of this show, I suggest you just call it Maybe. Uh. <laughs> the Maybe Recruiter. That would be a good show. No, no, you're good. Here's your only problem. You think too much. Here's another easy question. Is ghosting a big problem for you, Michael Vroman? Ghosting, you know, when people don't show up for interviews. Even now, on the are phone. you talking about me ghosting people, or are you talking about people ghosting no, me? No, about, about go, people ghosting you, candidates. People, you, you contact them through your email or text, and you say, let's talk at a certain time. That's the next step, right? Uh, and uh, they don't show. You know, I've had that happen a couple of times, but it's not a very frequent thing for me. Um, a lot okay. of the people that I'm already talking to have, have already completed an application. They've already got that interest in the role, and they know that we're on a timeline and they want to talk. Oh, you didn't tell us that because you're offering sourcing advice. I thought that you are, you know, cold sourcing these people and, and then processing them. You're, you're actually – is the bulk of your work calling people who have applied for a job? That's completely different, isn't it? I'd say it's about 50-50. There's a lot of my work that is involved in you know, cold sourcing where I'm reaching out to people to gather that interest. But a lot of the, the work that I do is people who've already applied. But okay. the other These thing people, is that I really uh, let don't me, talk Let me nail you down. Let me nail you down. You're forcing me to do this. The people, the 50% of the people that you source yourself who didn't fill out applications – are they ghosting you? Because it doesn't sound like it. And Jerry said on the show a few weeks ago, if you're not getting ghosted, you're not recruiting. So you go ahead. Answer my question. That's the, the population that I get ghosted from the most, yes. And how often? Not often, though, right? It's not an issue for you. It's not a major issue. Maybe a, a couple every few months. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now, Michael, I, I find article. Gary's position on that interesting because I rarely get ghosted. I'm not going to say it's never happened, but it happens rarely. I, I uh -huh. 
think it's uh-huh. very odd that Jerry took that position. I, I thought I I I I'm with you guys. Okay, he was adamant. He was like extremely passionate about it. Now, maybe he's doing something wrong. Okay. Uh, anyway, now next question: Do younger people? Yeah, I, I don't know what age group you're recruiting, but the younger people, if you've got any experience in that area, lack social skills. Because I read an article that said millennials lack social skills. Actually, so does Gen X because two reasons. Their families have split up, which causes all kinds of psychological trauma, and they don't have enough kids. If you've got a lot of brothers and sisters, you have to learn how to deal with people. If it's only you or, or maybe one other kid – you don't have uh, much practice of dealing with people, and, and it shows up in their business relationships. What do you think about that, Michael Vroman? So what I think about that is I, I also read that article, and I you know, thought it was interesting. I don't have that experience from recruiting. I've never been a millennial that was just like uh, kind of like me right here on the phone right now, just not really being forward. Um, but I've actually experienced that more at the more senior age groups. Um, you know, I, I do have a couple of candidates that I've worked with that just don't really have that communication in that uh, millennial, that Gen X age group, but it's not as often as I experience it with the older generations. Uh, maybe they're getting uh, dementia, okay? And they're a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what's older for you, 50 and over? Is that, is that who you're talking about? Or 40 and over? I would say 50 and over. Uh huh. Okay. Anyway, um, here's what this this Dr. Don said, and it sounds this sounds more appropriate for you. Hiring managers were usually too busy to meet with me, even when stellar applicants were waiting to hear back, and we risked losing them. Candidate inquiries went unanswered, and they accepted jobs with competitors while I was criticized for not doing better. Yours sounds like you're in a rush-rush situation. But maybe the hiring managers, are, are they rush-rush as well, and do they keep up with the uh, flow of uh, candidates that you're sending them? Don't we all wish the hiring managers were like that? I mean, that's a problem I deal with all the time. I have hiring managers that, you know, they'll, they'll do the initial call with me. They'll say, okay, this is the role. These are the candidates we need. And then two weeks later, we have a slate full of candidates to present to them, and they're nowhere to be found. You know, uh-huh. and it's frustrating because we do lose candidates. We do lose them to other offers, to competitors, and you know, to whatever else you know is happening. You know, or just over time you... they lose interest because you know they get that almost like that pre-sale remorse. It's, it's like buyer's remorse, but they're like, you know what? Maybe I really don't want to do this because we weren't able to keep them engaged. So, so hold on a second. So, what do you do with these guys? How do you or women, guys and girls? How do you manage your 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 hiring managers? The the sluggards. You know, there's a couple of different ways that we we can do it. Um, One thing is we just stop working on the position. We let them know, hey, we're not going to do any further work until you get back to us. Um, You know, if we lose candidates, that's on you. Do you 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 deliver that message yourself, or do you get your manager to tell them? Oh, no, we tell them. You tell them, and you won't get fired for doing that. You won't get fired. Somebody's going to back you up. Yes. Okay. So that's that's the answer and then. The, Digging yeah, your and deals. And the other way is you go a level above them, go to their supervisor and say, hey, we're trying to fill this critical position. We have these candidates that are waiting. We haven't heard back from XYZ hiring manager. What about, you know, what about this? Now, it sounds like you might not be recruiting at this level. What about if the hiring manager says, 
I want you to get me this kind of person. It's a very specialized kind of person. It's not really easy to find them. You go out, you bring in a, gay, a great candidate, okay? And uh, the feedback is, yeah, yeah, she's great. Go out and find me a few more so I can compare, compare her to somebody else to see, you know, what, what the market holds. And you say, uh, are you going to say, look, that might not be a, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Are you going to, you know, give these common sense uh, 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 maxims as advice to the hiring manager? Or are you going to go fetch and then lose the candidate? He came, four weeks later, you know, she's going to call you and say, you know, I like that, uh, that Betty that you brought in uh, a month ago. And Betty's not available anymore. So you, what do you do to keep yourself from when, when the, she says, go find me. Some, I got a great candidate. Yeah, she's great. Go find me some more. What do you do? I like to avoid being that transactional recruiter. I like to be the one that can persuade the hire manager to say, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and move forward with the candidate, even though we haven't seen, you know, three or four or five other candidates in the same skill set. With a very specialized skill set, I've actually had one recently that, uh, was very difficult to work on. We actually lost candidates because the hiring manager wanted to take their time um, and they wanted to see other candidates. But basically, you know, what we can do is use like market mapping, tell them like, Hey, you know, we have maybe 10 people in this market, you know, all 10 of them are employed. They're all making more money than we're offering. We, you know, they have better benefits. You know, this is the only candidate in this area or, you know, in the world, whatever um, that meets your requirements. You know, okay. And that can do one or two things. I can either open them up to see, hey, maybe I need to loosen my requirements. Maybe I need to, you know, give a little leeway if I want different candidates. You know, or maybe, hey, I need to move forward with this candidate now before somebody else swoops them up. Uh-huh. And you think you can actually sway someone to make that hire because you're putting your neck on the line. If, you know, that candidate doesn't work out and you push the recruit, the, the hiring manager, she's going to blame it on you, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the decision is theirs. If they don't want to hire them, they don't have to. All I can do is say that they should. No, I got to tell you, if I was in that situation, the decision would be mine. I'd say, you hire this person or I'm not working for you. Michael A. Stringer, are you still with me? Yeah, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, he said earlier that these candidates he's working with have had nine jobs in two years. So I would just think it doesn't matter because they'll be available again in three months. <laughs> okay. I guess it depends who you're working with. I'm always I consider you know the this uh, I have a topic the myth of the short list that you have to supply three good candidates. There's not always three good candidates. You might find a great candidate uh, uh, fairly quickly, and the hiring manager is in a position where they should move on that candidate, not wait for a, a theoretical mythical short list. So then they go, oh, yeah, I've checked all the stores. And, and, you know, they're all, uh, you know, she's good compared to everybody else. Or, you know, uh, I want to make sure she really is the best. You know, there's nobody out there better. Though That's a myth. Do anybody agree with me about that? Don't wait for, you know, that fantastic person. Or don't wait to be able to compare your good person to everybody else in the market. We, Michael, in this job market, that is impossible. In this job market, the way things are today, when you find a good, solid candidate that meets the qualifications or exceeds them, is interested and, and able to move forward, there's no time to put a slate together. You need to move forward. I agree. Okay, and with that, I'm going to do an ad. Hey, everybody. <laughs> 
recruiting animal back here for Honit, H-O-N-E-I-T. Honit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, the enthusiasm, just like I'm showing you right now, the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, man, that delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Michael Roman, was that was that good? Michael that was Roman. acceptable. That was acceptable. Okay. <laughs> Would you like, uh, <laughs> you know, if if I uh, I really enjoyed okay. your enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you do you nur- you don't nurture a, a pipeline, a candidate pipeline, by any chance, do you? Not regularly. No. Okay. Uh, whatever. See there, Mike. He's going. To, he's going again. It wasn't a yes or no. <laughs> it was a not regularly. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you rate your Boolean knowledge? Since you're telling us that you don't use uh, a paid account on LinkedIn. And you you are, are happy with what you're getting, doing Boolean searches on just regular search engines. How how good are you on a scale of one to ten with your Boolean? I would say somewhere around a seven to an eight. You know, I I know That's a lot all? of the operators for. I mean, eight's pretty high. Okay, well, uh, what do you uh, rate yours at? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. But on your scale, I'm going to be below five. Okay, if, if we're talking about that, I'm below five. But 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 here's here's the thing. How many how many recruiters or uh, what do you have to do to get to an eight? You said seven at first. Okay, but let's say to get to an eight, have you taken courses or did, are you a self-taught uh, type? Oh, this is all self-taught. You're self-taught. If I want to improve my Boolean knowledge and do it on my own. Uh, how do I do that? What should I do? Uh, one thing I would look at is a lot of the SEO articles that you can find revolving around all the operators you can use on each of the search engines. Um, using uh-huh. that to start building nested Boolean Hold on. If I So, so SEO is search engine optimization. That's not Boolean search. Why would I be looking at SEO? Because a lot of SEO companies and, and consultants will provide articles and information on how to use Boolean searching to find stuff and to optimize okay. your... No, okay, your hold on. Let me, if I'm searching for articles, if I'm searching for articles, what should I search to find the right articles that are going to get, teach me about Boolean? What search terms should I use to find articles about Boolean? So each search engine follows Boolean logic, but they all have their own different operators. Some are very similar, some are the same, some are different. I know so that. What I was You're not answering my question. That, I want to read some okay, articles. Well, How should question. I find those articles? Okay, so if, we just if say, you want to learn you about, know what? Just you're say, shocked he's not answering your question. You're the ridiculous yeah. one. <laughs> you know what? I wish your wife was on the line because she can't answer. She can't ask you questions. Let's do it on Chrome, okay? Let's forget about the others for a sec. Let's start with Chrome. Here's what you'd use, recruiting animal. You know what I'm imagining, you, you, okay. animal. So, in, in so most for couples, you, in most hold on. Couples, we, I want to let Mike. I want to let Mike. Mike Astringer make fun of you. Go ahead. You know, ahead. in most couples, the husband would say to the wife, "What do you want for dinner?" Oh, I don't care. Can you see this being the opposite? Honey, what can I make you for dinner tonight? And this guy, 
Oh, I don't care, sweetheart. Whatever you make, whatever you make is good. Okay. Okay. That wasn't that funny. That wasn't that funny. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? Uh, One time in 20 years, I dropped the ball. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. here's what I would do for you, Animal. If you want to Thank go you. do bullying searching, first thing you need to do is find your power button for your computer, turn it on, yep. get your yep. dial-up internet going. Yep. Navigate to Google and just type in, "Hey, I want to find Google operators for Boolean searching." Or you can go to Bing and say, "I want Google operators for Boolean searching." You know, mm-hmm. it, it depends on what you're looking for. If you want to do it on Google, you look for Google. If you want to do it for Bing, you look for Bing. If you want to do DuckDuckGo, you look for DuckDuckGo. Okay, so you're not buying any any of these books that recruiters recruiters are writing and sources are writing a lot of books these days. You're not buying any of them. No, absolutely not. Why pay for okay. something you can get for free? Okay, well, because they've 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 looked at all the material for you. You don't have to search it for you. They serve it up, okay, and they edit everything. Okay, now here's what you should do. You should go on SourceCon. You like writing articles, and you should write an article how to edu- educate yourself about Boolean for free. And just say, look, go on Chrome and tell them exactly what to search and show them the articles that are going to come up and how they can pick the articles that are good. That's my advice to you. That should be your next project, okay? It's a reasonable, it's a reasonable project, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Am, okay. am I the only audience uh, okay. member left here? Uh, let me see. Uh, no, nobody else is talking though. Okay, nobody Spirit. else is talking. Okay. No, 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 they're here. Don't worry. The only, you know, the only, I'm not a good guest. Just in case you've ever heard me uh, interviewed. Okay, I'm a terrible guest. And and the, the only, your only shortcoming as a guest is that you think be, before you answer. <laughs> that's, that's your problem. Okay, so so you know, don't feel bad. Okay, now now. Well, Adam, uh, I've do, been running a podcast since February, and I've learned yeah. how to get guests talking. So Go ahead. you probably have to take you probably have to take some responsibility here as well. So to talk to him for the next seven minutes. Go ahead. You ask. You ask uh, a question. I'm not getting the ratings for this show. Move on. Carry on. Okay. 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 Um, Another what about, Okay, there was a, there was a, a posting Plus, my, by my Shannon. My podcast is political, so I'd have to ask him his view on President Trump and then challenge him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you didn't say that. I thought it was a recruiting podcast because everyone's got a recruiting no, it's a, it's podcast. No, political podcast. Too. The okay. Informed Conservative dot blog. Okay, dot blog. I've never heard mm-hmm. of that before. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? All these people who are interested in politics, they want to mouth off. You can't make them stop, okay? It's a completely different environment. Uh, I'm dealing with introverts who like to work on Boolean searches, okay? That's a, it's a completely introverts different Introverts who, who got into recruiting, seriously? Yeah, yeah. especially sorcerers are, are introverted people. They're forcing them to contact people, which is a, a big mistake in my opinion. But let me – I do Kathy have some Maddox questions for – Kathy is a sorcerer, and she is not introverted – and she's beautiful. Who? What does her voice have to do with anything? I, I, I didn't even hear what he said, but let me get a question Kathy in now, okay? Kathy Mattis, our Kathy favorite Mattis. Californian. <laughs> yeah, Kathy, she's a sorcerer. She's a really a recruiter. She's a, a full-fledged recruiter. Okay, uh, um, Michael Roman, uh, there was a, uh, a posting about worst email pickup lines, okay? So – these are lines that people are using to recruit people through email, and uh, some other recruiters think they stink. I, I don't. Uh, I ran across your profile on LinkedIn. What's wrong with that? 
nothing, right? No, not really, you know, if you don't want to be engaged with them. Because guess what? Every other recruiter is saying them the same thing. How are so you differentiating I mean, yourself from every other every other recruiter if you're saying the same thing as them? But all recruiters are pretty much the same. Why do you have to differentiate? Everybody looks on LinkedIn. I saw you on LinkedIn. Your but profile looks good. Let's have a chat. What's wrong with that? I mean, if, if you found them through LinkedIn and you want to be like every other recruiter, then, yeah, sure, that works. Okay, well, I want it's to be like everybody. Okay. Now, here's, here's something else, though. I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. That's a bit aggressive. Would you agree? I'm looking forward to hearing back. I wouldn't say it's back. aggressive. I think it's, it's more asinine than aggressive. Why is it asinine think, if it's I, not aggressive? I disagree. I have at the end of every message I send, I look, forward to hearing, I look forward to hearing from you because I believe that that promotes action. So if somebody is going to delete my message or ignore it, I'm asking, are you interested or do you have a referral? I look forward to hearing back from you. At least if somebody replies back and says, hey, I'm not interested, whatever, um, you know, at, at least I've asked them for some action. Okay. So let me ask okay. you then, Michael. So you reach out to a candidate and say, hey, I really love your profile. You're a perfect fit for this job. By the way, do you have a referral for it? So are no, you saying that you really like that them as a candidate? Or do you I say I, I think you have a great profile. I'm very interested in, in talking to you about this opportunity. Here's what it is. If you're not interested or you're not currently open to opportunities, I would appreciate you passing my message to anyone you may know who is, in, who is qualified and potentially interested in such an opportunity. Has it ever happened? Of course not. I was going to say, has it worked? I'm saying it, I'm not going to say it happens every day, but yeah, of course I've gotten lots of referrals. Okay. Through that specifically? My message ends the same way every single time. Uh-huh. Okay. The other one that was Thank hated you. and I hated this too is I hope you are well. The <laughs> opening. What do you think of that Michael Froman? I hope you are well. I hope this finds you well. Yeah. No, I mean, cuz what are you going to do if if they get it in the hospital they're like, "Well, actually I'm really sick, so screw this guy." Yeah, well, Jeremy Roberts said he got one of those, and he was his wife had just been hit by the car, and he was in the hospital room with her. He gets an email. I hope you're well. I hope you're well. <laughs> I hope you're going well. Final words, Mike. What do you want to say? So I want to touch really quick on the conversation that was the catalyst for this. Um, there's a well, lot of catalyst. I told around. you, you should have spoken up before. Go ahead, talk as long as you want, but if, if you've got a passion about something, I wish you would have uh, interrupted me. Go ahead. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, the biggest thing that I want to talk about is looking at veterans and people who hold security clearances. So there was a very Okay, you're a veteran. You're a military veteran yourself, yeah. right? Where, did, where, yes. where were you stationed? Fort Hood, Texas. Okay. All right, so the biggest myth that people see is, okay, when people get out of the military, they're just looking for a job. They're looking for something that's stable. They're looking for a paycheck. And that couldn't be further from the truth, no matter if they're, you know, if they were in for one or two tours or whether they retired from the military. You know, these are people that they will get out and they want to continue working and working with the community and, and you know, serving their community. And they're not just looking for, you know, okay, let's look at that, you know, one specific job that this guy reached out to me about. You know, it was very ignorant, especially when the guy said, they're mostly, you know, 50 plus, you know, retired people. That's that's further from the truth. You know, we're we're young people. There's people like me. You know, you guys have probably been recruiting since I was in diapers. 
you know, not to make you feel old, but just just saying, you know. So when you look at that, it, it's just something that just really irks me. And I want to come back on the show, and you can coax it out of me, whatever. I want to talk about this sometime soon. Okay. Well, why don't you why don't you get some other recruiters who are also interested in this? Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll have like a round table. Cause I don't know. I didn't ask. I knew that you were an army veteran, but I didn't ask anything. Cause I don't know. I'm not even in your country. I don't know anything about it. Right. So, uh, I, I feel a bit bad that you didn't, uh, tell no, me right at the beginning, we're going to start the show talking about, you know, hiring veterans. But if you want to, uh, want to help me organize something, I'm I'm very much open to it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Can okay. I suggest, Michael. Animal, that this guy would make a better blogger than a radio guest? <laughs> I think he's I mean, a good I, radio guest. Uh, blogger. Just, no, no, I think he is a good radio guest. Uh, I, I just he's got that delay, <laughs> and there's no he didn't need a delay. But where are you? Are, do you have a blog? Or, or, but, oh, you're a blogger on SourceCon. You mean is that what you're referring to, or do you yeah, have another blog? I write for SourceCon. Okay, you're right with no, SourceCon. I just write for SourceCon. Okay, maybe great, Mike Michael Roman. Michael A. Stringer, uh, Kathy Manis, and I think Jerry was here for a while, too. Thank you! Again, please, and ask her a question. You got to do something with this thing, well, man. It's it. dying here, do it. Come on. Please, please. Okay. Has everybody heard about the virtual Christmas Shut party, up! January twenty-first? If not, go to JerryTheRecruiter.com. I will give you a chance if you ask me. Just don't butt in. I have not been able to talk for five minutes. Okay. Forgive me. Yeah, you got. You got your.